0: Hello and welcome back to Why Are We Like This, the only podcast that treats Florida like the active crime scene it is. I'm David Ginniones, and I'm joined by my co-host, busy man today. We caught him in between meetings. Our uh, our 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 own best international feature, Tomas Kennedy. Tomas,
1: hey, 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 how are you guys today?
0: How you doing, man? Um, I'm joined as well by that one cult film that you loved in high school that gets a critical reappraisal <laughs> ten years after it came out. Gerald Doherty. Hey, Jerry, how are you? do for a remake. Uh, <laughs> hi, how are you? <laughs> do for a reboot. Um, yeah, so we just wanted to like catch up really quick on this Monday afternoon. Our most recent episode from last weekend um, or from over the weekend just went up if you want to check that out. If, you, if you're seeing this in the feed, it's with Matt leg talking about the um, little more serious, uh, topic, the, um, you know, burning cinder that the country will soon become under (laughs) the boot of president Ron DeSantis fun stuff. So check that out. Um, that's the most recent episode. And, 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 uh, of course, follow us at Walt show on all of the various social networks guys. I never take the time to like really promote us and uh, up top. and, And that's my own error, my own omission, I think, but we're doing Oscar talk. It's movie day. It's movie time. None of us watched the actual event <laughs> last night, so we're not going to be able to comment on like the pomp and circumstance. But I asked you guys to come on um, to just maybe just give some generic thoughts about uh, the, the 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 films and um, every the twenty twenty two the year that was in in cinema, and then also I prepared a brief little case file for us to talk about. But maybe I can kick us off just by by opening up the floor and saying like. I, I'm kind of tired of being like the only person that has to apologize for like, like being the only person who loves the everything everywhere all at once and it seems like I was redeemed a little bit last night but I know most people don't like to, Tomas is giving the thumbs down uh, most oh. folks are not super happy about it what, I, what you guys th- think I'm a
2: three quarters up guy I just I, I was <laughs> never like a I, do people still still say stand um, yes, it stand, seems like yeah. there's a lot of standing of this film that I think is forced, is my opinion. <laughs>
0: I am standing this film and I, it sure. hasn't been forced, forced by me. Um, but I don't know, Tomas, well, you, you talked about it the last time we talked about movies on the show, but like, what did you think about um, everything everywhere all at once garnering all of this hardware?
1: Look, I'm just going to be real. I went to see it at a drive-in um, and it's not like I like drive-ins. I'm, I'm a, I'm a cinema kind of guy. So I like watching films in all sorts of different settings and experiences. But, you know, like a driving is not the most conducive to paying attention to a film because you're in a car, you're uncomfortable, you have to fucking, you fuck with the radio. Yeah. I also, I'm not, I'm just going to be honest. I ate an edible. Um. I was, true, I was really high. I mean, like, you yeah. know, when you eat an edible, it's kind of like a hallucinogenic experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like yeah.
2: borderline
0: stressful.
1: <laughs> it, it wasn't stressful.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And. It was really hard to pay attention to the film.
0: Did you find yourself getting impatient? Like you were like, oh, "Come on, fucking! I'm tired of this shit." Like, so yeah, that's what happens to me sometimes.
1: And look, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go into too much of a rant. But here's the truth: I really liked the film up until uh, the interdimension bullshit starts happening. Yeah. And then, like, the film—I thought the pacing was great, the building up was great, the characters are great. And then it just got like really goofy and like the fucking hot dog fingers and it was just like so fast paced and hard to I keep like I felt
2: focused. like that there's a spin off to be made with the hot dog fingers I felt like that was a, a, a second movie maybe a bonus feature a short film that they crammed into the movie I don't I want like, it I like it Hope it doesn't happen
0: <laughs> I don't I don't want to see that no thank you what, um, yeah. so what, what was, what, what got oh, shortchanged? Course, then? Just, because I, I think everywhere all, all at once dominated, um, last night and won almost everything. But, um, what, what do you guys think was, was the movie that got shortchanged?
1: Tar. Top Gun.
0: Top Gun. You know what? I said this, I, I was talking with Jewish Dave actually, who uh, unfortunately couldn't be with us right now. But like, I, I think that I'm not like, you guys know me. I'm not a cancel culture guy. I, I, I'm barely an accountability guy. OK, like
1: I, I we like are him. barely any type of culture, guys. We're uncultured. Guys.
0: <laughs> I think there's going to be a weird moment where we're going to have to explain why we deified a dude who like owns slaves in the year 2023. I think it's good. There's going to be a point where we're going to be like, OK, but you guys knew that he owned slaves, right? Wait, and we're going to be like, oh, wait, Tom Cruise. And he's like, yes, he has actual fucking slaves 80 miles north of L.A. doing all of his work for him. Oh, you talking about the Scientology cult? Yeah, the Scientology shit. The fucking yeah. Sea Org people—they're working for free against their will. And I know that we're changing education and shit here in Florida, and like we're changing definitions of stuff. But when I was a kid, that we called that slavery. There's <laughs> there's a church of
1: Scientology. They have a massive building, like a couple of blocks away from both of our houses, David and right there in yep. uh in US uh, one.
0: Their headquarters is in Clearwater. We need to do a Scientology episode one of these days. This, Although I, do, what, I feel like it's almost like a little bit late. But let me
1: yeah. tell you, let me tell you guys a little quick story, kind of like off topic. But when I was working uh, full time at the Florida Immigrant Coalition, we did citizenship clinics, right? These are like like service provision type work. And uh, one of the people that worked for me uh, on my department was like, "Hey, I just got like uh, these people from like I, I forgot the exact name, but it was like Human Rights co- like the Human Rights Coalition." uh that hit us up and they want to donate space for us to do uh, some citizenship clinics near the grove um and like i looked them up and i was like hey like that that addresses the church of scientology and like this is a, a church of scientology front and she was like very excited like very like gun ho she's like no i just think they're like they rent offices there like i want to go meet with them i was like all right you know go, go meet with them but you'll see so she went and she comes back like after them or she calls me after me. She's like, "Yo, like, you're right. They're like Scientologists. They're just straight up fucking Scientologists. And they want to like incorporate their whole like program into like the citizenship clinics, which are for, you know, uh, U.S. permanent That's residents insane. who want to become citizens. And we're like, yeah, like let's we, we cannot team up with these people. But they actually have a whole operation of teaming up with NGOs, nonprofits and elected officials. And they donate to them. Uh, to basically like, yeah, get their their program, uh, and their you know, and their religion, uh, yeah. you know, to spread it amongst like immigrant and black and brown populations, and like and like low income populations. As that's well. the next
0: target. They work the same way that MLMs work, where they they're like, okay, we've saturated this level, uh, you know, and now let's move down to more recent arrivals, and that's yep. that's fucked up because, um. A lot of people remember the the famous. Did you guys ever watch Going Clear, the Alex Gibney jigsaw documentary about um, Scientology? Great documentary. It it's
1: very good. It's very yeah, good.
0: I strongly recommend it. Um, and kind of transitioning us a little bit back toward toward the last night's um, event and and, and movies. Alex Gibney had a documentary series. um, Jigsaw had a documentary series a few years ago that I believe was called crime of the century. And it had to do with the Sackler family, right? Which for those who don't remember or don't know Sackler family, probably profited more than any other family out there in the world, um, in the U S during the uh, uh, directly off of the opioid crisis. Right. Um, It's a great documentary. It was like a three part mini series was slated for HBO and just kind of like disappeared, and just went away. It went out for it was out for its three or four weeks, and then like you couldn't find it on HBO Max. You couldn't pay to rent it. You couldn't go on Amazon or anything like that. I thought that was kind of weird when it was going on. Um, just recently, it got put back on HBO Max, and um, and I was thinking about that as the Oscars were announcing that Laura Poitras' her documentary. Was up. Uh, it was called uh, "All the Beauty and the Bloodshed." It's supposedly an incredible documentary. Haven't seen it yet. Deals with similar similar topic. Nan Golden and um, and also the you know the Sackler family. This movie, up until like two days before the Oscars, you couldn't find this fucking movie anywhere. And it had like a huge deal with Warner Brothers. It was supposed to be on HBO. Um, you couldn't rent it. You couldn't find it anywhere. And I just like I, I I'm always like freaked out by the documentary category. Like I, I, I was texting with you guys earlier. I think that the Navalny documentary is probably fucking propaganda. Like I saw that it looks like it's like NATO propaganda basically. Don't forget Putin's bad, you know, which he is, but it, it, it's like a one sided story. And every documentary these days have you watched it? Deals with I, I yeah, I watched, I watched I finally got around to watching it. And it, it had yeah, like what, what did you what did you think of it?
1: Look, I mean, so I think Putin is bad. Uh inherently. Yeah. I think he's like extremely corrupt and authoritarian and like, you know, like just a, a, a terrible person. I um I thought the documentary was interesting. Uh that it was well made. I think it is propaganda. Um and you know, I mean, I think I think the documentary is worth watching. I think Navalny is like an interesting guy. My problem with the documentary is that, you know, I think I think, like I think, definitely Navalny is somebody that's been persecuted, right? I mean, he's in jail for his work, right? I mean, yeah. he, like there there's an element, there's like a lot of elements of truth though, to what the documentary is showing, but the problem with the documentary for me is that it like largely glossed over very quickly. On Navalny's uh, dealings and relationships with fascists, white supremacists, yeah. and national socialists in Russia, and that's Real not a conspiracy. Point, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: that's not a conspiracy theory for me to say that. I mean, this is something that is addressed in the film very quickly. Navalny actually acknowledges it and said these are all tactical mm-hmm. alliances and blah blah. But the reality is, Navalny is like a far right anti-immigrant like homophobic racist like figure you know so i i i I thought that that really deserved more explanation more exploration because i mean this is not some guy that's like dealing with like you know right wing or even like traditional far right figures i mean he like made alliances with like nazis so that that disturbed me
2: I forgot where I saw it, but there was something um, pointing out, like the the hypocrisy or contradiction, whatever you want to call it, um, of um, the U.S. celebrating democracy in Georgia while lionizing a guy who I think called them rodents, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> like he's not; it's not like you know, <laughs> it's not like he has like you know, he's like oh, he stepped in at this time. These are very strident, like anti-human, like things to be holding in your heart.
0: Yeah, I read some people that were kind of like comparing it to, oh well, you know, this is just like when a like when a JD Vance type of um Republican or conservative in the US runs in a in a place like Ohio and they have to appeal to, you know, right right leaning electorate. And it's it but it like Domas said, it's a little further than that. I mean, there are some avowed nuts. The idea that he's this yeah. is
2: against his will does not uh, seem to scan
1: for me. Oh. Like he's also just playing like, to a crowd. I maybe, yeah. but. Also, like, I don't also don't like that. Like, I don't like J.D. Vance. And I think he's a yeah. fucking horrible person and a nativist and somebody right. that's like lying and spreading like propaganda and, you know, attacking immigrants while also taking like a bunch of big tech money from Peter Thiel, you know, like a yeah. c- guy that's completely full of shit. So in a way, I kind of like respect Navalny a little more because at least he's like actually putting his ass on the line. Yeah. But he is also he's showing, like heavily he's involved showing his yeah. tattoos. Yeah. He's
0: showing his Nazi tattoos out publicly yeah. as opposed to um, a J.D. Vance who probably, yeah. you know, get some tramp stamps. Look, I guess
1: things. I guess what I'm saying is if I was in Russia, I would be anti-Putin, obviously. Like that's not like the ideological project that would identify me at all. But like I wouldn't throw my lot with Navalny either. You know, <laughs> like this guy sucks. Yeah. He doesn't represent right. me. Like that's not the ideology that I want to follow.
0: What did you guys make of – um did you hear – did either of you hear that uh, uh, that Zelensky tried and made a request to appear live via satellite feed and was rejected to appear um, during the Oscars? Did, did you hear anything about that?
2: I did not. I, I had heard that it was going to happen last year. Um, that, I, I forget who it was, but it was – I think it was – I don't want to like repeat things that aren't confirmed, but I guess no, that's, what, that's uh, what we do, man. Sure. Like I heard, though, I heard there was a rumor that they were trying to get him beamed in, like via satellite, with Michelle Obama when the war was like first starting
1: last year. Like, <laughs> like, like it was going to be like, that force, like in like from Power Rangers. Is that what? That yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like
2: I had heard rumors of like they were trying to do something like like high pageantry or something like at the height of the invasion uh, during last year's Oscars. Um, so I, I, do, you guys probably all saw that clip of whatever it was, like that, like dance of like the winged angel or whatever representing Ukraine. Yeah, no, um, I did not yeah. Start.
0: I, it. I, ha- what I have,
2: I have to hope that killed off any like Zelensky at an awards show. I think anyone who saw that clip is like, all right, like we know what not to do, and it's shit like this. So like, I, I hope that if anything, like that clip will have at least killed off any. um it was honestly to bring it back to the, the movies. I had read the book in high school of All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. and I was very I didn't see the movie. I felt like, all right, I know what happens, and I'm not going to spend two and a half hours watching something where
0: I read it. Yeah, it's book a bit already. much. I didn't see that one either.
2: A lot of people were talking about, like, oh, it's wartime at the Oscars coincidence because of Russia invading Ukraine. I was like, if you, anyone has either read the book or seen the movie, All Quiet on the Western Front's motif is that war is horrible and it treats human as expendable and like you're fighting on like you're fighting for a cause you had no say in on behalf of people who don't care about you <laughs> like it's like a very like bleak look at world war one and to see people use that as like oh will will the uh russia's invasion of ukraine push audiences into the arms of all quiet on the western front and i was like that's not the type of movie that this is like if you were going in looking for war propaganda from that movie i i think unless you're really i mean maybe you are really stupid in which case like fine but you weren't going to find it there like you were going to find
1: some
0: it's not the expendables (laughs) no well i think i feel i've always felt like um i've always had sort of an operating theory that that um period like pre-1980 war movies there's not necessarily a propagandistic element to them but there is like a, a almost like a consent manufacturing where there's a predicate there where it's like all, from Vietnam and back, everything like all the way back to like you know whatever like Roman war movies and okay. shit. It's like look how nasty and gross war used to be. And, and there's this unspoken thing like oh it's better now. Now we use machines and robots right. and drones and stuff. Like it's not it's not like this anymore. It's you know it's it's better. It's trying now.
2: a guilty conscience a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's it's.
0: I always feel like like I remember. I mean, like I was old enough. I was I was technically an adult when Saving Private Ryan came out, and I went and saw that. And then a lot of the discourse around that was like, can you believe how brutal war used to be? As if war is not still brutal in 1999 or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, as if it wasn't still. It, it, it always felt like a little weird when when those movies, those big budget, you know, screen grabby, 19, you know, 1941, like those big movies would come out. Um, and it was like, kind of like they were trying to, you know, cast this person. I don't know. That might just be my own I
2: I do kind of, like, I get friend. like... I get like if you're a head of state you're and you're being invaded by a you know a larger country you're probably going to try to do what you can to like rally people to your cause and like keep you know what's going on like in like you know public consciousness but i do think there's to pick the oscars is something you would request to beam into i do think it's like what you're trying to make like the avengers real like you think like this is like epic and like oh we're you know we're all like superheroes or whatever like there's a little like something juvenile about it i'm sorry like it's
0: that's that's actually it it
2: undermines like if your whole thing is we're in danger that so appearing at the oscars even via satellite i think would undermine uh your co i can't imagine like it would never happen, but let's just say, like Mactata Al Sada requesting to like beam into the Grammys or whatever. Like, I just can't imagine someone who's like invested in trying to rally his people to fight like a larger country being like, "I'm going to need some of that glitz and glam to make my case." I, I just don't see it.
0: On the other side, I could see Amlo like doing the Latin Grammys. I could see, <laughs> I could see yeah, the- yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, that, that, that kind of brings up a, a thing I wanted to ask you guys about right which is like the birth of a genre because one thing I was noticing as as I was seeing the results come in is that like as usual not much comedy representation no, no horror representation even though comedy less so but like horror there's some really incredible cinematic stuff happening in the realm of horror these days like horror is good there's good horror that comes out yep. and I was trying to think like are we just like flattening all of the genres And then I realized there is a new genre and it kind of doesn't make sense, but you hear people say it and they say an A24 movie. They're like, oh, that's an A24 movie. Even movies that aren't made by A24, if they have that indie, twee feel to them or whatever, people are like, oh, that's the the quirky bullshit factor, like everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Basically, (laughs)
1: it's an Annapurna movie, but with neon
2: lighting, basically. Yeah, with bisexual lighting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i just i just thought it was interesting because even a lot of the movies yesterday yesterday that like maybe didn't do as well as we would have thought they would they felt like like they felt like a24 movies like whale is an a24 movie and yeah. it has that vibe right i mean everything everywhere all at once i mean there could be you could make a case that like banshees movies like that are kind of like they have that feel it almost feels like an independent Wasn't the northman in, in a24 and northman was an a24 movie by the way that- i think was a was great a, film. One of the most underrated movies of last year, yeah, The Northman. I fucking love that movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think there's stuff... What do you guys think in terms of, like, fixing the Oscars? I, I had okay. an idea. Yeah, you, you tell me, Tia. Yeah. No, Before, I yeah. Before we get into
1: that, and this is something that I've spoken about with Bean, Ger- that's our friend Gerald, yeah. we need to bring back the tight 90. I am oh, yeah. so fucking sick I'm going for a movie and and having to sit there for three and a half fucking hours of bullshit, like the Avatar movie. I'm sorry, first of all, wasn't that great? It was just not. It it just wasn't. It was okay. The last hour was what made it worth it. It was three and a half hours. Yeah, insane. Look, I just like we need to go back to like the, the 90s day, like Lethal Weapon style, like tight 90. I want to be out of there in 90 minutes. And sometimes, look, sometimes you drop, you know, a gem that deserves to be two hours, two and a half hours, even something like Uncut Gems, which was one of the best films that came out in the last five years or whatever. That was like, what, like two hours and 15 minutes?
0: Yeah, it was a lot. It's become the standard. It's become like the standard. Two hours is the starting point now.
1: Yeah. And that's fine if the film is great, but like, it's just, it's it's gotten ridiculous. Like I went to yeah, see the, right. the bl- bl- black um, Panther Wakanda forever. The, whatever this is, the sequel. I know they're like three and a half hours, three and a half hours. It was, like two it was okay. Like I enjoy the movie, but at a certain point I'm like, bro, I want to get the fuck out of here. I don't
0: know ridiculous. if you guys know many, many, many screenwriters or, or, or people who aspire to be screenwriters, but there's this like uh, a rule of the hundred page rule. And, and, and if you uh, have proper formatting, it should be a page is a minute. Uh, one page is a minute of, of, of movie thing. Yeah. And if you come pitching a like something over 100 pages and you're not fucking Martin Scorsese, right. the operating logic used to be like, get the fuck out of here. Who do you think get you are? It's yeah. like having like a six-page resume. Nobody does right. that. you know. Yeah. And somehow that's been completely subverted. now. It's ridiculous. So it's
1: ridiculous. that's number one step to fixing... The movies right now um.
2: <laughs> but to your point about the a24 like i do remember like when like like in the 2000s like quote-unquote like an indie movie was like a middle-class family going on a sad vacation basically and then like everyone started making movies like that and like it became like a way for like if you were a big big name who wanted to like go in a more serious direction you started making movies like that and then like netflix was like Oh, let's just make like a lot of like very average movies about sad people going on a, a, a bad vacation together. Like it became or, like. Or a what very, they would like, do
0: is they would take that. They would they'll, now what'll happen, Jared, is if that's yeah. a good script, they'll take it and they'll make that into a, a thriller, a horror right. thriller, or something like, like right. a psychological thriller.
2: Like I guess I can explain why I'm not on the same page I mean I'm like I liked the movie um, but like everything everywhere all at once like I felt like all the ingredients for a good movie were there in the real world like you had a woman and a husband who were like looking at divorce even though she didn't know it like complicated relationship with the parents um the uh the kid is gay and doesn't get along with like there's you know might lose the business and then might lose everything after that or always back like there's a lot there for like a good family drama. And then I felt like when they're in that – when she's in that simulacrum, you know, that, that other universe in the simulacrum of her husband is explaining the rules of the universe to her in that <laughs> elevator. It was like, like, like pulling on the emergency brakes and it's like, okay, let me get my, <laughs> me get my pen and paper and write down everything that the Should elevator means. Yeah, and it's like, all right, basically, forget everything I just said in the elevator. This is basically where we do kung fu. Um and uh, there's something called an everything bagel that's going to make your eyes roll all, all the way to the back of your head. Oh my, um, so
0: pissed, the, pissed. I, the I most, the,
2: the most read it. I'm sorry. Like again, I liked the movie. I Thought Michelle Yeoh deserved everything that she got. Like, I, like I don't. I'm not saying I would never say to someone, "Don't go see the movie." but I can't I can't get on board with it at the
1: in the same way that the people who were really behind this film seem yeah. to be. And look, I don't want to seem like a complete hater. I will say it was very creative. It was very yeah. different. It took a lot of risks. Uh I'm rooting for all the, you know, I'm glad like cuz it is something different, right? Aside from like jokes and giggles, I'm glad that something different. Right. Won an Oscar for best picture yeah. even though I didn't like it. And I would recommend that you know, I wouldn't tell anyone don't go see it because right, obviously right. I'm in I'm in the minority, I guess, like a lot of people like it. Some people don't. So it's an interesting watch. I just personally didn't do much for me, but I, so, I will so, recommend people go see it because it is genuinely an interesting film.
0: The, the sports guy, uh, Bill Simmons, has a um, has a has a great feature on one of his podcasts where he says, like, uh best pee break. Right. Like, would you take uh, like, 20, 30 minutes away to just go take a piss? Like, what would you say is the pee break in uh, everything everywhere all at once? Probably like in that middle area that you were talking about before.
2: The everything uh, bagel. I'm, I'm sorry. I hated it so much.
0: I passed out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tomas is like, when the dancing elephants and the bear start talking to you and telling you about your failures, That go take a piss. Like,
1: yeah, you know. I, I, I legit fell asleep after like a little bit.
0: <laughs> so my idea, my idea to fix the Oscars is this. And um, I've heard somebody talk about this before, and I thought it was a great idea. Uh, to spice things up you know how they're always trying to be like oh well let's throw in black panther even though you know that black panther is like not gonna win or whatever it's like kind of pointless and it's just their way of trying to stay relevant or whatever um what about a what about a new category that's just like a better name than this but just call it home run swing right so like a movie that really fucking tried something and it didn't work out this year would probably be like babylon i don't know if you guys saw babylon or not
2: no, uh, I I only know that uh Jimmy Kimmel's joke from last night that it lost 100 million. million. Yeah, I know
0: But it was a big swing. Somebody tried something and it's like I, the problem is what everybody complains about and what I agree with is the marvelization of everything, right? Everything's getting turned into yeah. some kind of fucking Marvel movie. And the 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 reason why is like well, they make either they make money and they get s- enough critical acclaim that we can show our faces. It's not like I don't know, like it's not like overtly bad trash. Like you can at least have some above, a below the line award nominations or whatever. But what if you just got an award for taking a big swing and not doing a Marvel movie and putting like 30, 40, 50, 100 million dollars behind some weird fucking thing that people haven't done before and it fails, but you still get the home run swing Oscar. And then maybe more people will try it and maybe they'll do a better Babylon. Or so it's like do... a
2: lovable loser kind of a movie?
0: Kind of, yeah. Like hmm. you divorce it from the final result and you try to just consider the idea of what they were trying to do and be like, damn, that was, I see what you were trying to do there. Okay. Hmm. You know, And like, I, don't, I... I
1: don't think, I don't think it necessarily has to be like a failed movie, right? Just something. No, it doesn't like it have to be. Failed. Like it like could be, an be... Award.
0: Right. Right. Innovation. Like, even Avatar could have won something like that, you know, like, where it, it, it changed, you know. They invented new fucking technology. That's a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. They invented, like, new cameras and shit to, to make that. So, that's that's kind of, like, my idea. For, for I for think
2: it. I will say this. I It has been a long time. I think it's been 10 years since I sat down and watched an awards show. Mostly just because I've been working too much and just don't have the time. And yesterday, I was telling David, I had... Uh, uh, health-related embarrassments to take care of, uh, so I didn't watch. Um, but I think the Jerry Oscars... Jerry grew, fell, oh, out
0: of a, fell out of a closet and like toppled down some stairs. And yeah, I stepped,
2: a, I, yeah, I stepped on a series of broomsticks and injured my face <laughs> for just, a, like, yeah, in a Jesus. row. Um, I think Will Smith already saved the Oscars um, oh, because as I was watching the clips... Come in, I was like, wow, everyone's having such a nice time. Like, this is like, it's like the Oscars as I remember them from like back in the day. Like, I, I think Jimmy Kimmel was doing a good job from the clips that I watched. It seemed like everyone was enjoying themselves and getting along in, in a comradely way. And then I was like, why is it striking me that everyone's having a good time? I was like, oh, yeah, because last year.
0: <laughs> there was literal violence on the stage. Like
2: that, th- that Three Stooges line of why are-, why are you hitting yourself in the head because it feels so good when I stop. <laughs> now that there was no one around to smack people and have that be the conversation and you're seeing how nice a time everyone's having – i think i was there was a part of me that's like i wish i was watching honestly i wish i was watching this in real time i mean, look at how lovely this is
1: was will smith there or is he like actually
0: like prohibited from it
2: he is not allowed to be there he was not allowed to be there
0: he's got to serve 10 years of time (laughs) oh my god he's
1: he's got a 10 year event that's oh my god And what about chris rock is he allowed was he there
0: yeah, yeah, what did he do? He didn't do nothing wrong. He just got hit. I know, I
1: know was he there did he go? <laughs> and then put out a bad
0: Netflix show. No. Episode.
2: Oh no. I don't think so. Um oh, but that,
0: there's a there's an interesting knock-on effect there. What if bec- what if Will Smith being um barred from Oscar consideration for 10 years, what if we start getting like Independence Day Will Smith again? So this is that could be fucking cool. Ten years doing of, good. Ten years of do, blockbuster fucking Independence Day style. Will so this
2: is like, doing good movies out of spite is very funny to me. Um, like just <laughs> like knocking it out of the park just because you know you won't be able. I mean, he, they could award him something. Like I don't know if he's been banned from being nominated. I just know that he's
0: no. I think he payment. is. I, I You know what? Again, back to our fucking us not wanting to perpetuate misinformation. I'm not hundred percent sure. But my, my, okay. my understanding is in the context of that movie Emancipation, it was I'm like, oh he's up. he's not gonna be able to um to get any, like that movie won't get him he won't get any consideration. I don't know if that I mean he was a producer on it, so he the movie yeah. probably is tuned as well. Yeah.
1: I, I, I just looked it up. He cannot go to the Oscars for the next decade, but he can can be nominated but he will not be able to accept the award in person so this is
2: i think the formula it is will smith like puts his shoulder against the wheel grinds out maybe maybe hey listen we'll 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 take the old and the new we'll do 2000 style indie and A24 we'll have a middle class family going on a disappointing vacation <laughs> and then they go get whisked away to an alternate universe and they no. have to do wacky stuff in neon lighting and it Tinders. gets nominated yes and it gets nominated for 11 awards Will Smith wins best actor he can't go so Jada delivers the uh, acceptance and it's yes. her acceptance is just everything Will Smith thinks about Chris Rock at that moment <laughs> Just
0: terrible delivery. Yes, bad jokes. Like yes, off. <laughs> and everybody has to sit and take it. Yes, and the movie, the the central construct of the movie that that gets nominated is a um an almond uh, an almond croissant that contains the entirety of the universe.
2: Bro. Yeah,
0: shaking <laughs> his head. <laughs> he's in pain. He's in physical pain. <laughs> um, the only other thing I wanted to talk with you guys about, if there's stuff that you want to bring up, please do. But like, um, did you guys hear the story about? Good for. By the way. People our age, like fucking Kiwi Quant has been a part of our life forever and good for him winning an Oscar. But did you guys hear this fucking story where in between that movie, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once rapping, and it actually going on the promotional, you know, trip or whatever, like between the end of the production and the beginning of it becoming this huge phenomenon, he had to find just one fucking job to keep his health insurance active through the guild and he couldn't find a single fucking job and so his health insurance lapsed lapsed during this time when everyone's like oh my god we're rediscovering this guy from our childhood um and you know this 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 incredible actor great story fucking uninsured can't get fucking health care coverage isn't that fucking mm. crazy that's I mean nice. it's it's really not it's america baby <laughs> it's america <Yeah. laughs> i guess it's just crazy
1: <laughs> i've been, i was actually i've been uninsured for the last um you know, like world's smallest violin. Like I do pretty well. I have like a nice salary, whatever. But I'm an independent contractor.
0: Right.
1: Uh, yeah. So independent of that, I mean, I, I still don't have health insurance.
0: So you don't have like a bronze plan or some shit on the market or whatever?
1: No. I, I, now I actually recently got like a gig that gives me insurance, thankfully. So great. But it's just like employer-based health insurance is
0: idiotic and barbaric and yeah. stupid. It's ridiculous that we've decided to make that one thing in our life. <laughs> I like how we yeah. come back to our core stuff. Like we're talking about even... the Oscars and we come back to it. I will yeah. say um, do you guys really... ever
2: hear this movie called Sicko by Michael Moore? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I actually cried during that movie.
2: Yeah.
0: You great. want to talk about a movie I cried I tried to like catch up on some of the Oscar um you know like movies that were nominated and and, and um beforehand. I watched with my daughter last night this movie, uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, and I was gutted. Oh. I was gutted by the end of this. I was like a blubbering. I heard I was- really
2: good things about it. Is it worth there's like a, of- I
0: got. I probably have my own shit going on too. But like I was oh. like, we were both crying. <laughs> me oh. My cold-hearted wife, she was like, "Oh, this is a good movie." But me and my daughter are like. <laughs> father and daughter bonding moment total bonding moment it was a great Uh, movie it was a great movie it did not win best animated short it was up for it Uh, but best animated feature sorry Um, it was up for it and the fucking uh, Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio movie won instead I, I love
1: was, that movie. No, I don't like it. No,
0: I love that might have been people my love that movie. one. I, I yeah. haven't seen it. I haven't seen my it. My
2: mom cried and Before. she only likes movies about Jewish uh, women who go on a vacation and nothing bad happens to them. So
0: <laughs> I, that I, movie was also set during I read that it was set during between World War I and World War II. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Historically
1: yeah.
0: accurate. Like
1: the the, the, fa- the basically like Spaniard fascist like drone strike uh you know. son. Nope.
0: Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> uh, movie day. magic, folks. The movie, the yeah. movies are back.
2: <laughs> that might have been my number one from last year, honestly. Really? Was Pinocchio? Yeah. Well, let's
0: end with that. What was your guys' favorite movies from last year, irrespective of like cultural or I'm sorry, critical consensus and all that? What was your just your favorite movie from last year?
2: Favorite movie to watch, other than Pinocchio.
0: Oh, no, your favorite movie to eat, Jared. What, what the fuck do you think?
2: Okay. Okay, David. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Oh, I see. I see what we're doing. Okay. All right. Um,
0: oh, I'm trying to I'll think. About it, actually.
2: I thought it was a lean year. I'll be honest. I I I win the, the whole reason I didn't watch this year, even though I, I in theory could have, because I was in bed. Um, I just I just didn't feel strongly about any particular movie that came out this year. Um, I like I liked Top Gun, but I did feel like it was like. Pandering to the fans of the first movie, where it's like, like, spoiler, but like, oh, guys, he's stranded, but guess what? They've got the exact model plane from the 1980s movie for him to fly around in, like, the good old days. Remember that? Remember back then? Remember when things were better? Yeah. It was covered normal. (laughs) Remember?
0: (laughs) T, what was your favorite movie?
1: I can't say one, but I will say. Top Gun was excellent. I don't I don't give a shit if it's propaganda. It was really good. I uh, liked it. Uh, R, 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 R. Yeah. RRR. Yeah. Oh yeah. Excellent. RRR was
0: probably my favorite. Did you get a chance to see that in the theater or did you have to watch it on Netflix? Cuz it came out like very briefly in theaters. That's on Netflix. I, Netflix. Yeah, that's and what I also
1: say then I really really like The Northman. Uh, That's mine. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, you 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 stepped on mine. That's exactly what you guessed. Mine. My, my my favorite movie experience last year was The Northman. Followed closely, and again, this goes back to fucking you know uh, uh, parent dad dadding as, as they call it, Daddington Island. Um, uh, Bob's Burgers, the movie. Uh, that I never a, saw it. It was a it f- hilarious, summer, right? fun, funny movie where they had they they're able to do the thing where like they take something that's on TV and they take the TV restrictor plates off and they're like okay let's have a little bit more fun with this yeah. and um, it's a great that's a great TV show and my daughter and I again we love it and we went to the movie and saw it, the theaters and saw it together and it was oh, I, great
2: I would also like to put I if I do feel any vindication it's all the people who told me that glass onion was this like oh my god you have to see glass onion it's amazing it's so good I, I refuse. What was it three months ago that everyone had to go watch it and now no one is crying over a glass onion? There's too onion, much of that shit getting... though.
0: There was too much of the Glass yeah. Onion, the menu, uh Triangle of Sadness, the fucking White Lotus, all of that shit was yeah. like like, Oh my god, don't you hate people with money? And I'm like, Yes, I already fucking hate yeah. people with money. Yeah. I'm like I already do, though.
2: For people who are like going, like again, I I I feel like this is forced. Like I feel like people are lying, not just to me, but about themselves, about the movie that they're watching, and saying, "Well, this regurgitates a lot of what I'm seeing on my Twitter timeline." Yeah. Or I'm seeing, I'm yeah, I'm seeing a lot of the um, pressure points uh, that I think like in Vulture or some like. Their slate or whatever, yeah. yeah, Whatever, I'm gonna, it's going to be thought of as a good movie, so I I like it now. I, it's a good movie to me, also. I I do think that people are way too anxious about something as low stakes as going to the movies. Where I, I think there is a certain type of movie goer that has given up on actual politics and thinks if I could just curate the correct opinions on pop culture. That's enough. And if you're listening to this, uh, it's not. We're <laughs> <Stop laughs> gonna that. put your ass to work. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So I promise you guys, with the 15 minutes that we have left, um, I promise you all that we would uh, do a little case file this week. So let me let me jump into it. And hopefully, if you guys want to just ch- chime in, jump in, whatever, that's it's fine. But I I wrote it yesterday um, in preparation, kind of thinking about how we can tie this world to our world of Florida and the quest to find out why we're like this. Um, And during that period of time in the last few years, there's been a lot of myth-making that's popped up around our economy here in Florida. Um, You can take it from all the folks who've been moving here, tech libertarians, disgraced real estate agents, Staten Island small business shitheads. They're all flocking here because our streets are paved with gold. Of course, much of that gold is little more than piss. We are a very Fool, poor state. Fool's
2: gold, I'd fool's say. Fool's gold.
0: That's it yeah. could be easily called. Piss gold. Um, workers have no protections. Unemployment's low, but so is the pay. Opportunity doesn't really exist very much here. Apart from that, we're also a very homogenous economy, right? There's agriculture, there's tourism, there's real estate. That's about it. But when you look north from here, you see Georgia. Mm. You see a state that is rapidly evolving, diversifying to meet the economic times. Consider Georgia's film industry which since 2016. I don't know if you guys knew this. Georgia has been the home to more feature film productions than any other state including California.
2: And reality television is huge for them now too. Like all those shows that end with the Made in Georgia peach. I can kind of get into the background of that. I the, it, cool. Rick Scott is basically responsible for I it. I
0: have something on that. So yeah. I'm going to get I'm going to get there and then you right. can jump in. Yeah. Um As you kind of allude to, Jared, it didn't happen by accident. Back in 2002, Georgia started offering its very first tax incentive for the film industry, luring film and production houses to the state. Georgia was smart. What they did is they built out networks, facilities. They built out real infrastructure, training centers, all that stuff, all the characteristics of real industry. And it took equal parts hard work, luck, and Ted Turner, right? Because he, (laughs) between CNN, Turner, TNT, TBS, all of the original programming that's done there governor after governor have maintained that commitment to film industry in georgia even when it wasn't politically popular the programs expanded and today in exchange for about half a billion dollars in subsidies each year georgia's gdp gets a five billion dollar boost every year from the film industry according to the georgia film office but the effort to court the film industry actually started way earlier than that and this is the story i want to tell you guys back in 1972 director john Borman started working on what was going to be his fifth feature film a movie that would explore the limits of human depravity, wherein four Atlanta businessmen take a canoe trip through northern Georgian wilderness. In the lead, Borman cast a mostly unknown TV actor, a sexy-ass former Florida State running back best known at the time for dating singer Dinah Short, his name Burt Reynolds. The movie was Deliverance. The film was Borman's opus, and it went on to get nominated for three Oscars, including Best Picture, where it lost out to a long forgotten, obscure little gangster movie called The Godfather. Today, uh, Deliverance is considered an all-time great film, but its biggest impact is its legacy. Following its commercial and critical success, then governor Jimmy Carter established the Georgia Film Commission in 1973. Carter had seen how when Deliverance came out, it spurred, Tourism, it spurred not just transient temporary film productions, but actual transplants. People were moving to Georgia to actually do the work and participate in you know, the tax base. Back to Burt. Burt became Hollywood's most famous leading man of his era. He would go on to use Georgia in a bunch of his movies, um, including The Longest Yard, Gator, Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, Smokey and the Bandit 2, Sharky's Machine. All of them were filmed in Georgia. Many of them filmed exclusively in Atlanta. Um, these were the precursors, right? Because then later you would see Driving Miss Daisy, Outbreak, literally everything Tyler Perry has done, hundreds of movies. Then came the ultra big budget stuff. Almost every time, I don't know if you guys know this, but every time you see like the Avengers or fucking Thor or Captain America destroying New York, that's Atlanta. It's actually Atlanta where they're shooting that. Um, the Walking Dead, right? FX they and uh, AMC, they began a spate of these big time prestige TV projects. They laid down roots in Georgia. More people began moving there. If you live in Miami, you know, probably somebody who like in the last 10 years left Miami because they moved for some technical job up in, in Georgia. Um, remember the Titans? Not in North Carolina. It was in Georgia. Another funny thing we found, I found looking this up, pretty much anytime something is set in Alabama, it's in Georgia because <laughs> they're just not going to film in fucking Alabama like nobody wants to do it. It's billions of dollars. Um, I personally have a theory that the infusion of the film industry is at least partly behind the bluing of Georgia over the last couple of election cycles. Yeah. But, fellas, will you guys believe me when I tell you this? Not only could this have been us, it should have been us. Mm-hmm. In 1971, Burt Reynolds was still living part-time in Florida. Um, and when he got a hold of the script for Deliverance, he approached Governor Reuben Askew with the idea, the pitch, film it in Florida, and using it as a vehicle to launch productions in the Sunshine State. Um, Along with going to FSU, Reynolds had grown up in Palm Beach County and always, until his death, maintained a home in Florida. But Governor Askew shot down the idea. He didn't want the film to shoot here. Um, Reynolds also owned, at the time, a cabin in Northwest Georgia. And then he moved down the line to to Governor Carter, who was happy to host the production. And uh, after that, Reynolds and Carter helped co found the Georgia Film Commission, promoting Georgia as a state to shoot films um, and television productions. Meanwhile, here in Florida, we have the most biologically diverse, one of the most photogenic states. We have a place with all these shady characters, incredible stories, great locations. We are tailor-made to be Hollywood East, and we're not. Um, and we can't seem to do better than uh, last year. The best, the biggest production we had was like a couple of exterior shots in Magic Mike 3. And that was it. Um, in 2017, a Florida boy until the very end. Reynolds continued to campaign for film in Florida, despite the fact that the the work had become just like a trickle at that point. No one was here filming. Still very few people are here uh, filming. Uh, That was the year that the latest tax incentive expired. A lot of it is unused um, and didn't end up getting deployed or marketed. Uh, Reynolds was quoted as saying, more films should be shot here. It's not Florida's fault because Florida's got everything, you know? It's the governor, who at the time was Rick Scott. And um, we do have some incentives. They're patchwork. They're not part of a bigger strategy. I looked up the recent projects on the Florida Office of Film and Entertainment's website. It's a bunch of titles that I don't really recognize. Low-end digital throwaway videos, non-cinema, commercial shit. It's not that Florida's in the same, not in the same league as Georgia. We're not even in the same fucking sport. Um, and to current day, Ron DeSantis, not a particularly film-friendly guy. He's not courting that particular edge of the culture he's not because yeah, they're in, sickos um,
2: yeah they're indoctrinating they're our sick. children
0: <laughs> so yeah jared i don't know if you um if you had anything like that you, uh, about that but that was kind of just like a little thing that...
2: when i came down in the mid 2010s um i guess it would be yeah early 26 january 2016 um a lot of the productions were already starting to migrate for, you had productions um uh a lot of them were starting to migrate from uh florida to georgia Um, in Georgia, they hadn't raised their gas tax since I think like 1932 or some shit like that. And basically the way they were going to offset a film tax credit was by a slight hike in gas tax. And the pitch was basically, would you guys be willing to, uh, raise taxes that we haven't touched in 80 years in order to bring an entire sector of the, uh, national now international, uh, with streaming, you can stream anything from anywhere, but basically, um, uh, if you have VPN, <laughs> yeah. Uh, economy um, to Georgia. And of course, the answer was yes. <laughs> basically, Rick Scott had like a very like Ayn Randian notion of how the economy should work and basically said like industry should be able to sink or swim. Right. Um, they shouldn't need help. It shouldn't need a government intervention. This was a long-running
0: debate specifically as it used to film from like 2010. Right. On, yeah, through his Right, term.
2: to let an entire sector of the economy go to what was at the time another red state. This was not... Georgia was not... Warnock and Ossoff were not the senators in the mid-2010s. Like, this was very recent. <laughs> but basically, yeah, they, they basically allowed a tax credit to expire because of the fountainhead. Um, and now there's an entire sector of the economy that shift. I remember in the mid 2010s, the big thing they were trying to keep from moving was uh, what's that one where the rock was a sports agent. Um, Oh no, I'm sorry.
0: Ballers, ballers,
2: ballers. That was the big thing that, that people were very proud of in Miami where they were trying to keep in Miami. I forget. That's what happened. So for, you know, um, for, uh, For a production that was, you know, you had a big celebrity, a big name, um, and it was supposed to be set in that, you know, in that locality. A lot of people just said, fuck it, we can just shoot in L.A. and split the difference and we'll just make it look like, you know, Miami or what have you. We'll just make it look like a a sport, you know, the uh, South Florida. Um, Yeah, there's a lot that's... um, That didn't have to happen. We talked a little bit
0: about like A24 movies, right? And A24 is one of the last production houses that actually tries to come here and film stuff here in Florida. Like Florida Project, obviously, but like a lot of other stuff they've also filmed in florida and they do it because of the aesthetic value i know people shit on this state rightfully it's very be- it's
2: beautiful but it's a beautiful, beautiful place like those those yeah. early
0: seasons of ballers looked fucking really good man where they were like right. doing the fast smash cuts with like you yeah. know beanie Siegel songs playing and shit and the rock yeah. walking on on a, on a yacht yeah. that's fucking dope that's cool yeah yeah. But
2: California, you know, they're losing out to not just uh, Georgia. New Orleans is another hot place. And you wouldn't think it, um, Canada. Um, a lot of localities in Canada um, are aggressively trying to get the film industry up there. Yeah. So they have to be generous just to compete. Um, and Rick Scott decided, I don't want to do that. The film industry should be able to sink or swim on its own. Uh and that's very, <laughs> unless you're Babylon, that's not that hard for them to do. It's okay. a matter of where they're going to shoot it, not whether they're going to shoot it. <laughs> they they will find the money. It's a matter of, do you want that money being spent there yeah, or, or yeah.
1: somewhere else? Yeah. So, like, I mean, in, I will say, you know, and maybe this is stupid, would bringing like the film industry to Florida be helpful to Florida residents? Or will it just be like another like tech industry? Effect where you just have a bunch of fucking assholes with a lot of money moving in and rice, like bringing up property value and rents for everybody else.
2: I would say I would say those are not mutually exclusive Um, like that, like you will have a lot of assholes in there being assholes. But there is a reason why all these places are competing to get entertainment dollars is not just that they'll shoot something once, but that they'll shoot something consistently they'll do like tyler all perry. the
0: time they'll, they'll do they'll you know like if, if it looks like miami mayor uh francis suarez's play to lure tech here and it's just random scattershot incentives here tweets there and just like come on come on come on come on and a few hedge fund billionaires coming and saying they're moving here no but if it's something that looks like that tyler perry which whatever <laughs> i not going to get into the whole Tyler Perry thing. But if it's like Tyler Perry, that fucking studio city that he built that, um, you know, employs like 10,000 people and they're all Georgia native people. They're all people that have lived there forever, um, you know, and it's, and it's like good paying jobs. Like it's not, I mean, like most private partner, what do they call it? Private public partnerships. Most of them are bullshit. They're just money giveaways. Yeah. Um, I think it's rare when you find one that actually can support something worthwhile and if you ask people in georgia like they definitely are glad that they are like the hollywood of the east or whatever because it's so, i mean so it does. To the although i'm sure there's some gentrification too you know
1: i'll say this if it if that which is the ideal scenario could happen in miami and florida i would be for it but because of the high level of corruption and the complete lack like of trust that I have by public officials to not mm-hmm. grift and make the absolute worst out of any sort of outside investment by any sort of heavy industry like that, I would be opposed to it. That's why I vote no on every single bond project or bond proposal in the city of Miami. Like for the Miami Forever bond, I voted no. And I, and I, I have been vindicated. They've done nothing to curb climate change. Or sea level rise with that money? They've only used it to basically shut streets down, so they can like sh- shut out small businesses and bring in, you know, development, and and you know and, and high end stores. So, you no, know, I, I I do not want the film industry to come to Miami. We don't deserve it, or elected officials don't deserve it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only <laughs> that it. the decisions made.
2: The decision has been made
1: for it. Well, it's already been made for <laughs> us, so it doesn't <laughs> it's matter. <laughs> It's gonna make things worse for residents. We need to focus on the basics, like rent control, public transportation. So, the basics um, just, just the last like, thing I having... need right now. Hold on, hold on. The last thing I need right now is like the the Julia total causeway or like the Palmetto being fucking closed down while I'm trying to get to some fucking work meeting because bin Diesel is like fucking flipping a fucking like semi truck. In the new, like in Fast and Furious Fourteen, Fast and Furious, Furor Est. What you know what I mean? Like no, most, no, I'm shutting this down. True. No film industry in Miami, no film industry in Florida. We don't deserve it. Status quo. Go somewhere else. If it's up and to Tomas you know, don't come here. It is a nightmare.
0: If it's up to if it's up to Thomas, uh, then you know what? Then for going forward. The final perfect representation of Miami that will have to live forward in film is Michael Mann's 2006 Miami Vice, one of the most yeah. underrated movies ever made.
1: And and you can have more film, of those. T.
0: We can have more of those. If you're a film industry executive, another thing: if
1: somehow you're listening to this, you might think you're a hustler. You will get hustled. Get hustled. You will lose <laughs> yeah. your money. Like don't come here. This is a warning.
0: We will. We will take your girl.
1: Yeah, we will take you belt and cash.